the American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Podcasting live from the recent past and the burrito tunnel that is my heart. This is the worst little podcast in the world, and I'm your host, the Reverend Rory Dowd. I've got my Nikki, I've got my Ricky, and I've got Ian, and that ruins the rhyme. But that's okay, because we've also got Frank Friday, a name from the past and a man of greatness. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Hi there. How hey. is everyone? Fucking great. Awesome. Well, hey, Frank, how have you been, buddy? Good, good. You know, just trying to take care of myself. Um, you know, I think it's been a it's been a really crazy time in the world, and I have been doing my best to remain sane and maybe even a little bit healthier than before. That's awesome to hear. I also know you've got some new music to share with us, a new EP, and we're going to get to that all in a quick second. Um, I want to first start out this show with a belated word to your moms out there, to all the moms out there, uh, um, new and and ancient. Uh, thank you for being moms. We wouldn't literally be here without you. Love you, moms. Happy, yeah, happy, do, happy, like happy. feel free to jump in, everybody, or maybe I'm the only <laughs> mom lover here. I just, I just haters in the chat. No, it's not mother <laughs> hatred. It's just that. The entire last week was about moms, and I'm just a little sick of hearing about moms. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick, a little salty. I'm ready. You need some attention just, there, Rick. It's Monday after past, Mother's though. Day. Can we stop thinking about moms, please? That's all. <laughs> Love my mom. Love your mom. Just like I'm ready for it to just be a regular day. Why well, no, like then talk about the party I had at my house? Oh wait, I'd a- love to hear about that big party for my son that was attended by my mother-in-law from Las Vegas for because she was in town for Mother's Day and my wife who's the mother of my son so <laughs> all kinds of moms it was a lot of fun no uh, we had a big party and we did uh, to all the friends out there who didn't get invited sorry uh, but it was kind of a, a kid-friendly event, and we just invited people with kids, largely. Right, and, so all you drunks um, without kids, you could just stay the fuck home. Yeah, that's the next party. That's right. 4th of July. Damn, Rick, um, you didn't have I, to call me out. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were at the top of that list of people I didn't invite, Ian. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you, Rory. I, I appreciate that. Deep in my soul. <laughs> um. Uh, no, but we had a great time. I got to meet the lovely, lovely Pauli Marie, Ramirez. Uh, Ramirez. <laughs> I got to meet uh, the lovely Aurora Foreman. Um, it was uh, it, it was a great weekend all around to see friends and be social in a backyard environment. And and everybody was mostly vaccinated, except you know, like babies. Um, and stuff. It was it was a, it was a great time. It was very exhausting, but I have a a gazebo and a and a picnic table in my backyard now, and and it, and we made food. And I did not get drunk and blackout and miss all of it. I in fact enjoyed myself and can recount all of the party. Good job, Rory. <laughs> and had no hangover. Weird. 
for for a lot of people, this was the first time. Like my family, we haven't gathered in a year and a half. It was the yeah. first time because we were all Big. waiting till we were vaccinated. This was the first time we were able to gather, and it felt a little like stiff and weird. I think it, it, it was hard to people seeing friends. Conversations were kind of weird. I mean, it was fun, and I loved every. I saw the Ryan Stark. He, he showed up. Oh as well. my god, Ryan Stark is in town. He he lived. He moved here a year ago. How would I know that? I've been trapped inside from COVID. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shit. Last time I saw him was at his coffee shop in Oakland. Uh, we talked about that, and he uh, was saying how you know I'm standing there working. It's you know Boogaloo weekend, and and uh, there's the, then I I just look around the crowd, and then there's this sly little face in the crowd. And I got to tell you, for somebody who's almost twice your height and has a lot more hair in his uh, head than you do, Ryan does a great Rick impersonation. (laughs) 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 The face he put on was exactly the, uh, we all went, oh yeah, I know that that look on Rick's face. Yeah. (laughs) That I think I'm getting away with something. (laughs) That one. Yes, Rick, you just made it, yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so on one hand, it was like great to see people literally I haven't seen in 15 years, but it was also like um, being a freshman in high school all over again at a mixer, and I don't have any friends, and I'm really hoping to make some. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, so I, you like, throw the party. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I went out on a date for like the first time in forever on Friday and just going to a restaurant and sitting down inside was like the most surreal thing I've done in forever. Cause I just, you don't do that in COVID, but I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. My date was fully vaccinated and it was like, Oh, we can kind of do normal things. I still like social anxiety was through the roof. Cause I'm just like, I, what I've haven't. And also like trying to make conversation for a date, is like, it someone you barely so know, or is it, is it an old friend that you're dating now, or oh, is it somebody you just met? Somebody I met on the internet apps things. So it was like first time uh, meeting them in person, too. So it was just like, okay, let's see if this works. <laughs> so what are you up to well, lately? <laughs> like, <staying laughs> yeah, <all night>? right? <laughs> <laughs> what are your hobbies? Sitting in front of your computer on Zoom all day? Yeah. Uh, me too. Funny that. Is there going to be a second date? I don't need to know any details. I will actually be meeting up with her later tonight once we get done with the show. Oh, so. hey, hey, home slice. Yeah. Right. Evan, we got to hurry. Ian's got places to be. <laughs> yeah, he's, we got to make this a tight, quick show. <laughs> uh, tight as quick as Ian is. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for the vote of confidence, Rory. Hey, always do it. Hear, hear what I can for your uh, ego. <laughs> um, Evan, uh, what did you do for the weekend? Did did uh, did you uh, get to just hide out, or did you have uh, social responsibilities? Let me think. Um, I think what mainly I... Well, you know, I've been babysitting my younger brother's dog because I, I actually don't know the reason for why that is happening, but I am. Um, <laughs> and to be honest with you, I have really become accustomed to hiding out. In fact, um, 
it's like becoming a problem because my friends know that I'm vaccinated. I should have kept it to myself. Um, <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, Oh, are you coming out? Like, let's hang out. Um, I mean, because on Friday night, this is exactly what happened. And so they were like, Oh, like come, come to the bar. Like let's hang out like old times. And I was already in bed. Um, like it was like 8 PM or something. And I had already been in bed. I had argued with the dog for as much as I was going to be able to stand it anymore. Um, and they were like, Oh, well, I'm sure we'll end up wherever you end up. And I was like, well, I'm in bed. So I mean, at your own peril, I guess. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't exactly uh, an invitation, but... <laughs> yeah, but it's like, not an invitation, but if you show up, I mean, who knows? It could be your lucky night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, COVID has been long, I have to say. So, you know, hey. Um, but then Saturday... Um, I think that I mainly kept it low key yet again um, because I wanted to make sure that I was present and energized for Mother's Day. Um, I was actually under the mistaken impression that my mom and I were going to drive out to California to visit our grandmother because she's all vaccinated now. But my mother actually went to go buy a lottery ticket that morning. So I was like, well, never mind. Um, <laughs> it just kind of left you in the dust. <laughs> right. And I was oh, did she go to California without me? And she's like, oh, no, I just have things to be doing today. Um, we'll send your grandmother a nice package. Oh, that's sad. I know. Is your grandmother mean? <laughs> why, why, why would she do that? <laughs> no, I think that she had really big plans to drive there, but that she was tired, and I don't blame her. So, you know, that's all right. Our grandmother, we talked to her all the time, and she understood. Um, well, she didn't know we were planning on coming. In fact, I bet she would have been annoyed, to be honest with you. <laughs> she likes her space yeah she loves her space in fact you know it's funny she had mentioned to me recently that uh while we we're just talking about you know life and love and marriage and things like that and she was like you know i never remarried after your grandfather because i realized after my divorce that i have so much time to myself and i don't have to worry about anybody telling me what i should do with it and She's just been really committed to that lifestyle. And so, you know, the idea to surprise her probably seemed kind of sweet as a concept. But I think after we thought about it, we were like, this lady wants to read her books and mind her business. We'll just send her a nice package. She'll love that. Um, and we will keep out of her hair for now. Well, let's get to a song. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you uh, have a new EP. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Um, it's called Lost Once More in the Post. Uh, is that like Lost Once More in the uh, after recording editing session or Lost Once More in the USPS? Well, you know, I kind of intentionally uh, kind ah. of like that uh, ambiguous. I think it's supposed to be a few different things. I mean, there's definitely a reference to like post-mortem inspection, all sorts of things. Um, really, the, the idea of the various songs on it, um, I kind of based it a little bit on um, a Bjork album from the 1990s titled Post. Mm -hmm. um, and the concept of that album, each of those songs were were according to Bjork at least um, letters to various people um, and so I was thinking about that same thing but then also kind of thinking about things being posthumous and then also thinking about 
I'm doing a really shitty job of editing this music because it's not my specialty. I'm not a mixing and mastering person. I just felt like doing recording a little EP out of nowhere one day. So um, this is all all your your own pandemic creation uh, from start to finish. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, you know, I I had a lot of time, um, and. You know, I think I had a lot of feelings that I was kind of sitting with. That was kind of my theme for the year is that I thought, wow, I'm going to take advantage of this time I have by myself to to really just work through some feelings and think about life and, you know, my perspective on things. And I really want to just, you know, kind of get some things out of me and into the world. Um, so similar to, you know, this Bjork album from back in the day, these were kind of like songs that are, you know, letters, like kind of love letters, kind of not. There are some songs on that EP that are not very nice, to be honest with you. Um, and <laughs> I thought, you know, these are not conversations that I necessarily want to have with people, but they are, you know, feelings that I wanted to export so I could move into whatever happens next in my life. Nice. All right. Well, what's the first track that we're going to listen to right now? You know, I think that we should go ahead and start with the song, What You Do. This is the first song on the album. Harlequin's smile cause a heart attack. Always trying to conjure the magic back. I don't need a thing I have, I just want you. Cumulative clouds in thunderclaps Pop another pill, have another nap When the feeling comes, there's nothing I can do Longing all the time for the things I like I don't want a lot, just a phone call back I'll be anything you want, tell me what to do Wish upon a star in the vacant dark Another seed in my aching heart I don't really mind at all I know that's you Love will kiss me hard in the parking lot Occupy my thoughts all around the clock Tell me you adore me, baby, like it's true Cause that's just what you Another seed in my aching heart 
Wow, that that really transports me to like a very specific kind of time and place. Uh, I feel like I should be wearing more lycra and drinking a Zima, but (laughs) 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 no, I I I mean that in in like uh, good fun because it's yeah no very specifically evocative. That was awesome. Yeah, it's way different than hip hop. Like, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. You know. Yeah, this is not a hip hop album, huh? No, no, there's no hip hop music on this album. There was a song that I was going to include on this EP, but it was just so radically different from the rest of it that I decided to just put it out as a Lucy. Right on, right on. <laughs> Have you done a lot of uh, uh, publishing and producing uh, during the COVID, or is it just has it been like uh, any more singles, or 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 just this EP? Um, there was this EP, and then over uh, the Christmas kind of holiday, um, I put out a rap song, and actually, I have been working very very slowly on a collaborative album with another rapper um, out in Reno that it's slowly coming together um very slowly um partly because um his name is sydney i actually have some collaborations out with him already on spotify um but you know when i when i was writing these songs i i just really wanted to break from kind of this well you this 
this competitive kind of aggression um, that I really yeah. love to write, you know, in my hip hop music. That's like really where I'm very comfortable as a songwriter. But, you know, I was kind of just experiencing a lot of different things. And like I said, I wanted to explore different feelings and get some. And also, I guess the other thing that kind of went into the creation of this is that I was listening to a lot of music that I had left behind. So really just listening to a lot of Elliot Smith and Bjork and all sorts of really old stuff and Julie London, just random references and thought, you know, back before I ever started writing or started rapping, I wanted to sing, but I didn't have the confidence to do that. Um, and then I just got really, really, really competitive as a rapper for a while there. And I thought this would be a good opportunity, especially because I usually, when I write a rap song, I'm thinking about playing it live. And there was no live music happening really last year. And so I thought, mm -hmm. what would I do if I never had to play a live venue again? Um, I would make music that was a little bit more introspective and I would experiment a little bit more. And so that's how I landed here. Well, the great poets all say introspection is the best place to write uh, poetry from. Uh, introspection and reflection. So uh, it sounds like you've kind of hit upon that gold mine. It's, it's, it's funny doing the podcast lately. Um, you get a recurring theme going on this year. I can think of like two other guests who kind of said the same exact thing that was going on with them, you know? Um, and even like the changing of genres, uh, red field clipper, he yeah. changed genres too, yeah. you know, and yep. he was for a hip hop guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm a really big fan of Redfield clippers music and have actually been really, really, really amazed by uh, the work that he's been putting out recently. Yeah. The new stuff is amazing. Oh, that's cool. You guys know each other. One of my very, very first rap songs was produced by Redfield clipper. Uh. Oh, cool. Did we lose somebody or? No. Did we? No. no. Somebody <laughs> go. I think we were all just kind of pausing to like, we've gotten used to this format and like, there's a little bit of a delay and we're trying to all be cautious and not step on each other. <laughs> <laughs> Something which never, ever happened when we were in the studio. In, in real life. Yeah. No, we don't never. care about that in uh -oh. real life. Well, I mean, it's because we know that Rick in the, you know, normal shows can like just adjust who actually needs to be fucking heard in right. that moment. How many times in post have I killed Rory's mic because he was talking over somebody's joke that was way funnier than what he was trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that now, though, can we? No, it's harder. Yeah. Unless it's me. Mm -hmm. Then I can do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, I think uh, uh, working online, uh, we uh, we we're, we do better interviews now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully that'll party. stick with us. <laughs> it Maybe. was a little more party atmosphere, a lot there. Yeah, you could hear people yes. get drunk through Fewer, the show. Yes. <laughs> Fewer of us were sober. Yes. <laughs> now I'm the only. Uh, Are uh, you it? You're it. Well, you don't have a beer once in a while. Yeah, you know, a couple times a week. So, so it's like just up, me drunk. and the, all of you standing around watching me make a fool of myself with our guests. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait, no, we can get the guests to get loaded and yes. make a fool of them. Rory, somebody has yeah. to get drunk with the guests, and that's your job. And then send them on the road driving away. Don't yes. we don't exactly. think about that part. 
We just don't think about that part. But that's usually why they bring a roadie or a girlfriend or a wife or a boyfriend or a husband. Yeah. Many times cars were left here and people came back the next day to get them. Many times. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guests getting drunk is like reason why half the quizzes are so good yes because then they just like the inhibitions are loosened and they're like hey fuck it like let's go and it's also the reason why people call me the next day and say hey did i say such and such can you cut that out of the show please yeah see i was gonna suggest we all like when we come back to the studio we all start wearing cardigans and smoking pipes like rick um and maybe have the show around a small coffee table of sorts Uh, you know just and welcome to the worst little podcast today's week uh this week's guest will be interviewing frank friday here and frank what were your two main influences throughout the early 2000s puff puff (laughs) <laughs> we'll just like take all of the energy out of the show what were your main influences oh, in the early 2000s you were like 12 right yeah i mean i don't even remember how old i was i was probably not even 12 um you're kind of immortal yeah i think that probably at that time it was like sailor moon and dragon ball z hell yeah <laughs> fucking yeah I just saw a picture uh, there of, um, of Dragon Balls. There are these enormous uh, balls that are filled with 3,000 grams of liquid THC. Oh, God. That sounds <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> but they are called Dragon Balls. I, I don't know why you need it in that large of a quantity, but... Maybe you if you get it? all seven, maybe if you get all seven, a dragon comes out and you can <laughs> wish. As a former pothead, like that is in way too much all in one place. You you never need that much oil in one place. No, oh, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's oil. Yeah, you just buy the dragon ball, and then you just use a little bit out of the dragon ball, right? <laughs> IV drip I, I that presume. shit. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's either that or you like you take all you take like a fire and you just throw that thing in it and hot box your entire I, house. I I imagine <laughs> that's, I imagine is a method fun. of storage for shipping between uh large scale suppliers and and not something for uh, uh retail or commercial use. One would hope. I should say commercial, not personal. Pardon me. Uh, joining us now is special correspondent Pauline Mar- Ramirez. I want to say Ramirez every time. <laughs> you want to say Pauline Marianne Ramirez? <laughs> Pauline Marianne Ramirez. That that'll oh, be right. oh, You're on the, you're on the show. Girl. Look it. There you are. You're on the show. Uh, Little Mikey's face. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, she's so cute. Mikey had to go to the restroom, so I have to watch the baby for a sec, guys. I, what is she? What is she watching? She's just sort of like scanning her eyes around. Well, she's holding the boom mic pretty well for her age. Good job. Looks like she's looking around at all the stuff in my room, uh, the headphones right now, and then the Millennium Falcon and Star Wars stuff up there. We're using. She's looking at the Star Wars wall. We should look, choose this to gauge like what her future profession will be. She's going to watch a lot of Star Wars. Star, she'll be a Starfighter pilot. Yeah. yeah. She's looking at the headphones. She could be a musician. This is all stuff we knew about uh, her before ner- she was born. Or a nerd though. like you. Yeah, exactly. One of her great-grandfathers was a pilot. Um, oh. But not in the military, but in out of the military. 
and he um but he went to korea but he was just like a secretary in an office in korea that's what he told me because i was like grams tell me about the war he's like, nothing happened to me i was a secretary <laughs> like <laughs> I was, all, I was good at numbers. <laughs> I like that story yeah. when he told me. I was all good. Somebody's got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> glad it was you, Grandpa. And you weren't killing people. <laughs> yeah. There I you mean, go. Yeah. So guess that's or nice. it was just a, a ruse, and my grandpa never told me what really happened. Right. But he's, he's actually like a now, deep so. cover CIA spy. Yeah. <laughs> Sniper. Should we listen to another track? Yeah, I, think that's I feel like sounds like a great. I feel idea. like I ran the show off the rails. So, well, the baby is very distracting. She's fucking adorable. Can she I hear know. me say the <laughs> f word? I didn't mean to cuss in front of the baby. <laughs> she drools on me, and it's charming. <laughs> oh, isn't it sweet? Oh, she drools. Oh, look at Nick being a glow. He's he's a glow like the. She young looks guy. so cute on the screen. Yeah, no, there's your uncle Rory. Remember you met him? She's all. What? She loves Happy Mother's Day, Mikey. Thank you. I want a baby. What are we going to listen to next now? So the next song is called True Blue. Let's go with that one. I'll just go in order of the EP, kind of, for now, as far as I can remember it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Again, that that's definitely a uh, departure from what we're used to from the the Frank Friday. Yeah, um, you know, maybe I was going through it. No, actually, it's funny because <laughs> I wrote this song. <laughs> no, it's funny because I wrote those songs from a place of like great clarity about like some things that had happened in you know my life, and you know, it's not just my own perspective, but also just you know, I thought it was a good opportunity for me to write very earnestly. Although I will say that when I'm talking shit on my other music, like that's coming from a very earnest place too, but a different one. Fair enough. <laughs> really digging the, the different sounds that a lot of people are coming out with, especially with the COVID stuff. Like, I love the, the idea of like experimenting for experimenting sake, especially because it's like, well, there's no live venues for me to play at so i might as well like expand my reach like i really really like that like you and a lot of other artists are doing that it's just like it's i love this whole like kind of genre meld that's been happening in the past couple of years within music um yeah and it's just, I, it was like, very exciting rad. yeah i thought i thought it was very exciting to kind of get to do that because usually you know i'm thinking about as i mentioned about playing a show or you know what have you um, and I don't know if I would be, I don't know how comfortable I would be performing these songs live. You know, I like, I like, um, more caustic energy at my shows. It's a little bit more exciting for me. And so I don't know, but without having to take into consideration, you know, 
am I going to be able to energize a crowd? Am I going to be able to, you know, interact with them in the way that I like to interact when I'm playing a live show? When I got to take that out of the equation, it really opened up a lot of opportunities for me in songwriting, I think. Sure, I can definitely see that. It's very dreamy and theatrical. It it reminds me of like uh, being a young gay boy in my little bedroom in Sparks and listening to fucking uh, like Soft Cell and Pet Shop Boys and and like it doesn't that exactly may have sound been like the that. Very specific place I was thinking of the songs taking us to. Yeah, God, but it, but it's taking me back to that that childhood feeling of like like this this really gets me kind of a you know. But but fantastic, and you know, not that it sounds exactly like those like, things, but it it feels like that to me. Little Leonard Cohen <laughs> and Bowie in there too. Oh, Bowie, totally, mm, totally. Uh, and the Cohen, I could, uh, I feel that, yeah. That's really I, interesting that you bring up that like that feeling that it is evocative of, because that's really kind of where you know I was thinking about it. You know, is especially just thinking about these songs, this kind of bedroom intimacy in a different kind of way where it's, you know, being, you know, there's a certain space that you're in mentally when you're like kind of by yourself. And I don't know, I, I you're just never quite as vulnerable as when you're by yourself in your bedroom, just staring at the walls, maybe experiencing despair, which is a lot of what these songs kind of deal with. Um, it's funny because being by yourself, safe in a room, should be a place of solitude and <laughs> and safety. And I do think that there is an element of safety. The kind of you know that's like thinking about this you know kind of this bedroom pop genre is that it's like this is an opportunity to be very earnest with other people and with yourself. You know, but when I was writing these songs, I was thinking about you know the audience that I had in mind was me you know, and just getting some things mm. out of myself, I guess. And, you know, they were recorded in, you know, my childhood bedroom. So there you have it. Oh, wow. Well, that's wow. pretty cool too. Oh, wow. So uh, I'm going to steal a little, a question of Rick's from the quiz, your childhood bedroom, what sort of things were on your walls uh, back in those days? And are those things still on those walls? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to unfortunately give you a psychopath answer, which is that I didn't hang things up on my wall as a child. And I still don't do that as an adult. Never did. Very minimalist um, aesthetic. Yes, very, very much so. And that's carried throughout my whole life. In fact, a friend visited me in New York um, in 2019 and was like, you know, you, your house doesn't look like you live here. And <laughs> well... Maybe that's true, but I kind of just, I just kind of like it. I like that way. Uh, you know, one of my, my philosophies for living is like, don't, you know, don't let so much shit get piled up that you can't get out an adventure or, you know, you can become, you know, my attachment to place has everything to do with people and nothing to do with possessions. And so I've never really been the kind of person to decorate too much or anything like that. My mother-in-law, I think would probably like visiting you. She comes into my house and tells my wife, if you have too much stuff, you need to get rid of these things. (laughs) (laughs) Minimalism is much easier to dust also. True. True. Very true. Yes, the teenager would agree that, with that. <laughs> yeah. I think that actually I have to hedge a little bit because, you know, 
now I do hang up something. I'm thinking about my apartment in New York and I, they, I do have some things hung up on the walls and they're actually letters that people have written to me over the years. I like to read those every once in a while and just be reminded of the people in my life, largely because I'm not very social. I mean, in New York, I, I like, I specifically moved to New York to be a hermit and it's been working out, but then I have to remind myself, oh, I have friends that I need to communicate with. Fair enough. Well, we're definitely happy you've been communicating with us here at the Worst Little Podcast. Um, where can people find this album of yours? They know where they can find us, but where can we send them to find you? Um, you can find this album. It's actually listed on SoundCloud right now. I never put it on Spotify or anything, partly because there's a cover on there and I don't want to have to... Uh, uh, <laughs> worry about that yeah. lawyers yeah exactly so um so it's on soundcloud if you just look up frank friday on there it should be one of the first things that comes up besides my very very uh uh bully some rap song that i recently released and, and do you have anything like a patreon out there um, I don't. Uh, I do have a website. You, people can learn more about me and like subscribe to my newsletter at eventyler.com. Wow, very, very original uh, website name there. But, you know, I do a lot of writing and research and things like that um, outside of music. And um, so if people are interested in learning a little bit more about that, all of these things kind of come together for me. And so that website kind of collects all of my art my music and my writing and my various mental illnesses. And you spell, <laughs> you spell Evan a little different. So could you spell it out for our listeners? Yes, that's E V as in Victor Y N N T Y L E R dot com. Thank you. Awesome. Cool. Well, part of the reason I ask about the Patreon is, uh, I don't know if you remember, but the last time you were on the show was the very first time that we ever announced our own Patreon page out there. And uh, uh, so it's a bit of an anniversary for us to have you back. And since you were uh, on the show, really it has exploded. There's like <laughs> 11, 12 people, most of whom are us. Twelves of dollars. Yes. And, we, yes. <laughs> and it actually collects enough money for, uh, for me to uh, pay a few things once a year. So I love it. That's good. That's good. Well, let's get those subscribers up. So I Come think on. it's uh, it, it was the uh, Frank Friday bump that got us off to a good start there. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so it, so. It, it, it skyrocketed to 12 and just hung on that number. So I'm, I'm excited. So I want to say we'll get 12 more. Yeah, so, yeah, let's get it up to 24. If anybody wants to, uh, <laughs> if any of our listeners who aren't cheap want to give us a few bucks a month, it's patreon.com slash worst little podcast. Do you get Happy. a bonus episode? Bonus episode. Most weeks. Where I don't. Where I don't continually talk over Nick while he's trying to say something. Yes. <laughs> and, and there's usually an extra song that you only can get on that. And this week we have uh, the, the lovely cover from Frank Friday. So You get to listen to the illegal cover from Frank Friday. So um, find it there and not on Spotify. <laughs> Thanks for Stefani for, for the inspiration. Uh, and this for just not in. doing me. Thanks in advance for that. <laughs> <laughs> this just in a word from Nick Ramirez. I want to say to our uh, very first Patreon subscribers, happy third anniversary. You rule. You, <laughs> you always rule these last three years. 
You've been the best. I wonder how does that feel? Look back at the last three years and be like, I do fucking rule. You know, yes, ever amen. since I started pitching in at the worst little podcast, my life got better. Happy anniversary. <laughs> That's all. Costumes have never looked better. Oh, yes. Never. Never in a million years for this audio only podcast. But yeah, that is uh, patreon.com slash worst little podcast. Hey, I don't I don't know, but I, you can hear the joy in my voice when you can feel the uh, uh, pasties not chafing my nipples. <laughs> 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 you can hear that yeah yeah i'm sure it's all about the <laughs> adhesive that's a good have quality adhesive amen well i i hate to ask this but uh even for an introspective album do you do you have anything um upbeat <laughs> uh, or sad music with happy that. lyrics or happy music with sad lyrics well actually so um so there's a song on there called Alive that is, um, it's a happy song. It's a love song. It's very much, a, you know, I mean, I don't know how happy it sounds. You'll have to be the judge of that. But it was definitely an intentional effort to write something happy because I was kind of getting deep into the uh, hard. the creation of this. Well, exactly. And I was like, and the funny thing is, um, despite everything that was happening, I think that I was probably happier during the writing of this album than I have been probably in many years of my life in general, you know? And I think that I was able to write this album because I was in such a better headspace and I could confront, you know, things that were difficult and write about them. But I thought, please, for the love of God, Evan, do not make people drag their knees through nothing but like, 24 minutes of despair let's get a happy <laughs> song on <it>. so, <laughs> and so so i wrote alive which is very much an earnest like totally um unabashed love song it's absolutely a happy song mm.
That's so like it's so sweet and mellow and I mean if we needed to like calm down like you know lately I've been I've had a, a meditation group coming into the studio and recording live meditations to to post and so I've been doing a lot of like listening to and then checking and when I check them I have to listen to them the active meditations guided meditations and it's been like. It's been just like super mellow. I'm gonna. <laughs> How's pass that out working though. out for you? Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> fall asleep like driving my car because I'm listening to the breathe <laughs> and the bowls and all the making the wow. bowls stereo. Like it's been a fun like d- a departure for us. You know, because I'm always doing punk bands and stuff like that. So it's it's crazy Death to metal. get like <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden this meditation group comes in and is like, "Can we record here?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so and when they come they sage the whole house and so the house all smells like sage oh and it's that's like, nice oh, man. It's, hell, it's pretty cool so but having a lot that's of fun cool with that. get that gets rid of the evil spirits you know yeah in case there were yeah. any oh <laughs> well, they'll all be coming back starting in june <laughs> but, oh yeah, it, uh, I guess we'll drop that tip to the listeners. Oh, here. by the way, um, by the way, listeners, that's right. ladies and gents, we are uh, all going to be vaxxed, waxed, and and ready to record beginning in June here. Um, and uh, we put out the call to some bands to see who is vaccinated. And wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Our calendar, our dance card is full for the remainder oh, of the baby. summer. So and we're exciting. really excited to bring back live shows to you. 
we might have some occasional Zoom shows with out-of-town friends and family of the podcast and Reno music scene. But basically, June 1st, we're back at it, Gangbusters style. Um, oh. With the uh, uh, the Greg Gilmore it will be our first guest coming up Dude. in June. So uh, please look Thanks. forward to that. Uh, still got a few weeks of Zoom shows and we're still excited about our guests coming up here. And we're happy to still be talking to Frank Friday, Evan here. Um, but uh, we're excited to be live. I'm just, I can't even hide it. It's going to be so rad, everybody. <laughs> Actually, good to see you guys through not a computer screen for the first time in a year. That'll so be crazy. insane. But the yeah. first time yeah. seeing my family for Mother's Day, everything felt a little weird. It felt a little stiff. Like, I wonder if we're going to be a little stiff or we're, if we're all going to Oh, I'm going to come over and break something, I'm sure, Rick, just because, <laughs> you know. Get right back to it. Get that coffee. Are you still, are you off coffee or are you drinking, Rick? Drinking oh, coffee. Lately, I've been having one small cup a day. But the COVID second shot made me kind of sick. And so I get this weird, like, like motion sick feeling off and on all week. Hmm. It's been fucking weird. It'll last for hours and it just kind of sucks. I had a real weird, like vertigo y kind of thing it, in the, the the week afterwards as well. Yeah. And it's just been off and on. It just sucks. And and it seems like the caffeine was aggravating it. And so I stopped drinking caffeine altogether. Good for you. Right. Roger. Okay. To but not drink caffeine. I still well, make a giant pot every time for everybody there. else. No, I will okay. we will make we will still make coffee. I don't I don't just make shit for me. You know. Oh no! Like and Rick, it, you and I have to at least like have somewhat of our shit together because we have to put all the mics and shit in place again, yeah. which we haven't mm. done. Dude, in a year. we're gonna be completely <laughs> lost, and uh, I hope that is the first <laughs> is is the first show gonna be just Greg with a guitar, or is it gonna be like a bunch of people? Do we even know? We don't even know. I believe it is just Greg with a good. We can talk about this later. Why are we talking about this? On the <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Evan. Well, I don't mean to ask questions like that when we should be talking no, to you. No, that's fine. But shout out to Greg Gilmore. He's very talented. We love him so yes, much. Yes, indeed. Speaking of amazing people and live shows, uh, we have music in Reno again, guys. I actually have shows to talk about that are coming what? up. Um, yeah. What the hell is that? Um, so, I'm going to make sure to put dates here because, you know, we've our podcast release schedule has been off lately from what it used to be. But this Saturday, the 15th, um, the 15th, yeah, the 15th, uh, the Grim Tones will be playing at uh, Taste of Chicago Saturday at 7 p.m. So great. Um, yeah, so fucking awesome. Uh, you have to make a choice, though, because... At Black Rabbit Mead Company, we also have Spike McGuire playing oh, at 7.30. God damn it. So you have to make a choice. You can't make it to both, unfortunately. But both are great options for your first show god. back out in the world. I like Deep Dish Pizza more than I like Mead, but God, those are great shows, both of them. Yeah, and that's awesome. They're they're ready to go. They're out there doing it. Live music is, is back, baby. And I'm going to say it to any venues or bookers or producers out there. Hey, if you've got shows coming up, if you've got a calendar, let us know what you want to promote. We'll get the word out in the the giant void that exists in Reno Entertainment uh, that was left by the loss of the R&R grid. Uh, for those of you who remember that, I think uh, we as the worst little podcast should take up that torch. 
So uh, send us your information. We're going to start trying to put something up regularly on the website along with our podcast posts. So let us know yeah, what you it, got. We'll tell people. That's right. Yeah. We should have uh, the lowdown with at each bar, all, all the different styles, you know. Um, we'll do it for like, free until like, it gets to be a pain in the ass. Then we'll charge you for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Especially if the bars become Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Um, so Frank, when are when is your next show? What's going on with you? What's in the future? Well, you know, so I have to go back to New York for a while, um, but I'm planning on. I'm actually actively reaching out. Um, like I mentioned to you before, I'm working on a new album right now that I'm hoping to uh, to collaboration, like a split. Um, and so that's going to be a bunch of rap music. And so this summer, I'm looking to actually book venues in Reno um, and am actively in conversations about that. I don't have any finalized detail, but I'll be causing trouble in your neighborhood very soon. We can't wait. Yes. And I'm very, very excited. You know, I love these songs that I wrote and they were, you know, I appreciate, well, I love them, uh, you know, in the way that you like love a family member, but I'm like ready to, move past them and just get back to making some really, really, really uh, uh, quarrelsome music in public and just get pushy again. And so that's really So you're dropping your kids off at college and having a uh, a second bachelorhood. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And so I'm really excited to do that and to just be among people again, although... I have been enjoying my introversion for the past year. It'll be nice to be in a crowd full of people screaming at them. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I can't wait for that. I just want to bang on my drum. Uh, I can't wait to be like, I I said a a while ago, but I am so excited to be at a punk rock show surrounded by like 200 other sweaty people that I would have like, like hated before. But now I'm just like, I give me that. Please just, just give me that. Right. (laughs) I gotta say the, like, you know, like in the past, my favorite place to be alone was in the middle of a mosh pit. But like that, the thought of that just fills me with so much anxiety right now. (laughs) (laughs) People are sweaty. They might touch me. (laughs) I want to go, but I'm going to hang in the back. No. Yeah, I've definitely graduated to the old punk sitting at the table status. Oh. Ian, Ian, I will be down front with you. Yes, yes. I miss it so bad. One more time on the way out, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at www.eventyler.com or on SoundCloud. I also have uh, Spotify. Wow, I really shot myself in the ass or whatever you say. Um, but you can also find me on Spotify at Frank Friday. That's Frank with a C. SoundCloud is also under Frank Friday. It's Frank like the French unit of money. Exactly. Evan exactly. dot com is the one that talks about his art and writings outside of music. Yeah. And God. and uh, we, we didn't really touch on that, but, but you are a quite accomplished and talented writer. And I've been happy to follow your success the past few years. Uh, uh, as Thank another you. writer, uh, congratulations. You've gotten some, some nice uh, publications out there. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like I've gotten really lucky in recent history, but I also write and read constantly. And that's like my first Yeah, you work, at, you dig, always. you work at it, man. I see that. So I, I believe in you. Keep at it. Thank you. Very cool. Do you want to say anything about the last song we're going to hear? 
Yeah, so this last song, unfortunately, it is yet another export into uh, misery. Um, <laughs> not really. That's a great song title. Yet another export. Yeah, maybe I, I should write that down. <laughs> this song is called If I've Got You, and it's the first song that I wrote for this EP actually several years ago. It's also the first song that I sang on. So enjoy. Thank you, Evan. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Life is short, ladies, uh, and we love you. Love you all. Thank you all for having me. Take care. Frank Friday. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Got nothing else.
Thank you.